0: Miles is on his way over to First Baptist here in Marquette to uh, share the word with them today. So I'd just like to uh, ask the Lord to bless that time that they have together over there. Lord God, I thank you for Miles, his heart for you, his love for you. And Lord, I pray that uh, you would speak through him to the body of believers there at uh, First Baptist and ask, Lord, that you would bring uh, people closer to you because they have heard your word preached. And I pray for him as he meets with the leadership to try to... uh, uh, help them and to understand some things there. And Lord, that they can uh, just work out some some things that will be a blessing to, uh, to both of them as they minister. So Lord, uh, bless them, encourage them, and Lord, use Miles in a powerful way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Have a good day. Uh, first, I want to start off by saying that uh, I shared with some people earlier, I I actually uh, have been feeling guilty lately. Uh, some people came up and asked uh, if they could uh, introduce themselves to me this morning since uh, I've been gone so much. Uh, but uh, So for those that, that don't know what I'm, I'm talking about, I've, uh, uh, the last uh, couple of months I've been going over and, and helping out uh, Grace Church in Gladstone and preaching over there. I've been up in Ishpeming preaching. Uh, at First Baptist, uh, and it seems like I've been gone from here more than I've been here on Sundays. But trust me, I'm here during the rest of the week, and I am trying to do some ministry around here. So, uh, but it's one of those things where you know you just uh, we, we've got several churches that have had some real needs, and I've been trying to uh, to go and help help them out. And the, the elders have been very gracious in allowing me to uh, be able to do that. So, thankful, very thankful for that ahead, and Valerie, I'm sorry your video didn't uh, go all the way through, but I thank you for being here with us today and for for your ministry, and uh, what an awesome uh, thing God has laid on your hearts to uh, minister to that region over there, and uh, when we're just praying for really good uh, fruit and results of, of that ministry, so thanks for what you're doing for the Lord there. Well, this is uh, uh, the time of the year when we're working on our gardens and our Yards and trying to make sure everything is growing and uh, getting nurtured and taken care of. And uh, one of the things that we always have to make sure is that we water our uh, gardens and our yards. That's not been too much of a problem here lately, has it? Uh, been a little bit of rain coming. Uh, I got out this morning. I started driving up my driveway, and as you know, I live. Uh, most of you know I live on a. Uh, we, we have a gravel road that uh, takes us out and a lot of washout that I'm going to have to take care of here in the next day or so. So uh, a lot of of rain, a lot of uh, things that have been coming at us. But uh, besides water, we also need to nurture and feed uh, our lawns and our gardens and that sort of thing. We have to make sure that we're uh, helping plants to grow. One of the things that helps plants to grow, of course, is that uh, they put down good uh, roots. I've been... uh, just doing some reading on this. is kind of uh, an offshoot of our adult Bible fellowship mix-ups. We've been studying Colossians 2, uh, verses 6 and 7. And you can actually start turning in your Bibles. That's where we're going to head here in a moment. But uh, Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. But uh, that's if you're using the, the uh, seat Bibles there, it's on page 1169. But as I was doing that, I, I came across... Some articles that I was reading and thinking about with regard to uh, growing and maturing and putting down uh, strong roots, and so um, I, uh, there we go. So uh, I came up with uh, uh, this example of an article that I came across. A lawn is actually millions of grass plants that have been, I mean, that are have changing nutritional uh, needs depending on the season. Lawn care experts recommend fertilization when the grass plant is growing to maintain uh, vitality, structure, and root strength. The strong root system produces a healthy, thick, weed-free lawn. Uh, So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about what we're studying in our Adult Bible Fellowship mix-ups and just the importance that we have in terms of our spiritual Roots, our spiritual growth. How do, how do we grow as Christians? How do we uh, become the mature uh, Christians that God has called us to be? He doesn't want us to remain uh, children and He doesn't want us to remain immature. He doesn't want us to stay where we are, stay stuck. He wants us to grow and mature. But there's all kinds of things that are coming at us from all directions. That are trying to change that, aren't there? There's things that are want to want to blow us away and change our our view of God and to change who we are in Him. And so that's what made me uh, come back again to Colossians uh, chapter two, verses six and seven. So let me just read those for you, and we're we're, we're going to uh, be going to a variety of places in the scriptures, uh, but then we'll come back uh, in in here. But uh, Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 6, it says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So, as I was reading that, and I was thinking through that, uh, I got to thinking about what uh, what's involved with that process. And again, if you think about plants and and uh, feeding plants and nurturing them and and watering them. What do we need to do to make sure that our Christian roots are getting deeper and stronger and healthier? How do we make sure that we are moving in the right direction in our Christian faith? Well it begins by by doing what it says here. The first thing obviously uh, he's addressing this to people who have uh, become Christians, right? I mean He's saying, just as you have received Christ. He, he's, he's pointing out to them that, that you are uh, believers of Christ Jesus. You've trusted him as your Savior. Um, and uh, I, got, I, I got to thinking about that. You know, sometimes we, we get up in the front here and we talk about that, or maybe in our, our Bible studies or wherever else, we make that assumption that everybody knows what we're talking about when we, when we talk about you have received Christ. Uh, what is he talking about that, About there? Well, receiving Christ means that we believe that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, right? Uh, if we've received him, we trust, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's who he claimed to be. He said, I and the Father are one. Uh, I am the Father. I am the same. We are equal. I am God. Okay? And so we have to believe that. We also have to believe that that Jesus Christ came and he came to earth, even though he was God, he became 100% man. Why did he become 100% man? So that he could walk on this earth and live in a way that he demonstrated for us, for you and me, what it means to be like God. He lived like God. He was sinless. Now, most of you will look at yourself in the mirror and say, well, I don't qualify there. Well, I don't either. However, uh, the more I grow, the more I mature, the more my roots go down, and I become more Christ-like. Hopefully, I'm becoming more and more like him. Okay? But uh, receiving him means that we trust and believe that Jesus Christ is our only way to get to God's heaven. He said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me think about that that's a very exclusive statement isn't it no one comes to the father except through or by way of me and and so when he's addressing this and he's saying that you have received Christ as savior that's what he's talking about you believe in that you trust in that you are putting your whole life your belief in him and his finished work on that cross you see yeah, most of you know this, but when Christ died on that cross, uh, if he had stayed on that cross, if he had been buried, which he was, and stayed in that grave, we would look at that and say, you know what, he was a guy that really uh, had some really good teaching or some really cool stuff he thought. But you know what, he was crazy. Because he claimed to be God, and he wasn't. Because God wouldn't stay in a grave dead. And there's where that separates everything else. <laughs> God raised him back to life again. And, and everything dies, right? Everybody dies, except Jesus. When he came back to life again, after he had died, he came back to life and he has never died again. He ascended into heaven and he's still there and he will always be there. And he is our way to get to God's heaven. Now most of you are sitting here saying, well, Pastor Hank, we all, we all know that. Well, there's some people that we assume know that, maybe they don't. And I wanted to start there because he's very clear. He says, as you have received Christ as Savior. And if you have never made that decision, you need to do that. And I would suggest that you do that today. And if you have questions about that, I'd be more than happy. We have a number of other people who, who are here who would be more than happy to talk to you about that. And I uh, would love to, to talk to you after that. Well, once you've received Christ... Once you have made him your savior, once you have believed in him, then what he's saying is that you need to grow in your knowledge and understanding of who God is. We need to become more like Christ. You need to continue to live in Him. Uh, how do we live in Christ? Well, Colossians 1:10, you're right there in Colossians, so if you still have that, just look back with me at Colossians 1 uh, verse 10. and you'll see this. It says, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So, what is the the understanding there? Uh, I think I skipped ahead a little bit. Yep, there we go. Growing in the knowledge of God, we need to make sure that we are not just staying where we were. (laughs) You know, if you think about uh, again, planting roots, and uh, I should have uh, Michael Saberniak come up. He could really give us a lesson on on uh, growing deep roots here. But uh, as we grow deep roots, if you go and just plant a bunch of seed and do absolutely nothing with it, uh, and a strong rain comes like we had last night, a lot of those those uh, seeds will probably just wash away, right? Uh, or or if you plant some plants and you you know you you go to a place and it's got all kinds of weeds. I have a, an old garden in our in our yard that uh, I haven't maintained for the last several years and it's got weeds that are about yay high. And uh, if I were to go in there and I was going to plant some tomato plants this afternoon and I put them in there, you know, and I've got all those weeds around, what do you think will happen? <laughs> they're not going to grow, right? They're not going to, it's not going to flourish. It's not going to produce a lot of good stuff. Those weeds are drawing away everything that is nutritional and good for those plants We have to grow in our knowledge. As we grow in our knowledge, we, we, we come closer to him, we become more and more like him. That's what the call is. That's what he's asking us to do is to become more like Christ in the way we live our lives, especially as we interact with the people around us. Well, the next thing we have to do is we need to be rooted in him. I have up on on the screen here a picture uh, from some of the trees that were blowing down up in Ishpeming uh, for, with that windstorm recently. But if you look at that, you can see the roots sticking up in the air, right? Well, one of the things that, that as I've looked at this, and I'm going to have a few other pictures that are going to go with, with here, but as I was looking at that, I was thinking, you know, as I drive... Uh, up in that area to west of Ishpeming, you know, I was driving by there one day, and I hadn't gone there for a long time, and I'm driving down the road, and I'm looking, and there's tree after tree after tree after tree that are blown over like that. Just, just a whole mess of trees. But you know what was consistent about all of those trees? All of the ones that were blown over were pine trees. Well, what do we know about the roots of pine trees? Pine tree roots don't go deep, 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 right? Pine trees' roots kind of go shallow, and they just go out, and they keep growing out and around, but they don't go deep. So what happened was, this wind came along, and it just blew all of these trees over. Why? Because they didn't have deep roots. If you go up there and you look around, there's maples and oaks and those kinds of trees around there. They're not blown over. Now, some of them are broken, but they're not blown up like these pine trees were. So the word of God is saying that we need to to have to, we need to be rooted in him. We need to allow our Christian life roots to grow deeper and deeper in relationship with Christ. We don't want to have just superficial Christian roots. That, that are kind of on the surface, and so uh, when I come to church on, on Sunday, you know, I hear the word of God, and I go around and say, I go away and I say, wow, I, you know, that's, that's kind of cool, I didn't, didn't realize that about God, and, and uh, now I'm going to go home and I'm going to go and do whatever I want to do, and I'm not going to do anything about what I just heard and read. Uh, and there's other people who say, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to just come to the service. I'm going to come and I'm also going go to go to adult Bible fellowship or a Bible study. And I'm going to kind of kind of learn a little bit more. And their roots might go along a little bit. But you know what? Along comes some theology. <laughs> some, some wind of theology that comes along. And, and all of a sudden they're caught up in that. And they're kind of getting blown away. And he says, no. Make sure that you're rooted in him that you're growing deeper and deeper in your relationship with him that you're you're understanding more and more and more of who you are in Christ so that when something comes along you can stand up against it and you can resist it that you will not be blown around that you will not be uh, scattered about well, so I I had to ask myself in light of that um, what what do I have to do that? well, the first step is we need to keep out the roots, or I mean the weeds. We have to have good roots, and in order to do that, we get rid of the weeds, and we have to give it food. And how do we give it food? We give it food by getting into the Word of God. Our roots are built on a relationship with Jesus Christ. How do we have deep roots with Him? We have to be in His Word. We have to study His Word and understand who He is and what He taught, and how we are to function as an individual Christian. That's what he's calling us to. That's what he wants from us. Is to have that kind of life. And so, uh, what are some examples of getting rid of weeds in our spiritual life? Well, I was looking at 1 Peter 2.1. It says this, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. In other words, how do we begin? We, be- we, we begin by getting rid of the sins the sin that is in our life. If I were to ask for a show of hands today, how many of you have never sinned? I won't do that. Uh, uh, If you're honest with me today, no hand hand would go up. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. But some people... Some of us are so rooted in our sin that it preoccupies our very being. There are people who are so committed to their sin that they never ever do anything with their Christian walk because their whole mind is full of whatever that sin might be. And it controls and it dictates who we are and we need to get rid of that. That's what he's saying here if you have malice, if you have uh, uh, injustice, if you have hypocrisy, if you have envy and slander, get rid of it. And I would add to that, and any other sin that is occupying you, get rid of it. Get rid of it. So that it's not controlling you. If we don't, Whatever spiritual seed has been planted in us can get choked out and destroyed. And we don't want that. We want our spiritual seeds to produce fruit so that we're not blown over and destroyed by false doctrines and things that will cause us to question and move away from God. If you would uh, keep your fingers in the Colossians there and turn with me back to Acts chapter 2. If you're a regular here you know that that's kind of one of my favorite portions of Scripture. I go there often. But I love to read what people in the first church did. So Acts chapter 2 beginning in verse 42. And I want you to think about what's all involved here, and I'll talk about it a little bit, uh, just briefly. But it says this, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing, that, distributing the proceeds to all who had need And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Do you understand what this piece of scripture is saying? These people were so excited about their Christian faith, their Christian walk, that they met to be taught every day single day. Did you pick that up? Every day they went to a place where they could hear the teaching about Jesus Christ. And, and then what, what did they do with it? Well, you've, Some of you have heard me say this before, but my, my vision of this, and I, when I read scripture like this, I, I kind of like try to get my mind around, okay, like what would this look like, right? So he, here's what I think they would do. They would go and they would hear a teaching. Whether it was one of the apostles or, or maybe somebody else who was kind of growing up and becoming a teacher. Somebody who was, who was teaching them some of the, the truths of God's word. And, and they would go and they would hear that. And then they would go to their homes. And they would say, like the Thompsons do all the time, they're inviting people over to the home. Come on over to our home. And, and after we hear the word, and, and come on over. And, and then they sit down and they'd eat a meal together. And while they're sitting around eating the meal, what do you think they're talking about? Hey, did you hear what Pastor Brian was talking about today? I mean, was that cool or what? you know remember that example he gave? you remember remember this and 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 they would talk about it, and they'd get excited about it because why? because they're talking about the very word of God they're talking about Jesus Christ and how he lived his life and I think that's one of the things that We need to do more of. That's why here at Bethel we have adult Bible fellowships so that when we're done with the service, we can go in there. If you come to the second service, you can go in and you can be with other believers and talk about the Word of God. And we have Bible studies, a variety of Bible studies that meet, and the purpose of it is that we would dig deeper into the Word of God. I love our Tuesday morning men's Bible study. We meet, and it's it's, it goes like this, we open up the Bible and whoever's in charge, they kind of read the Scripture and sometimes they might have a comment or two or a question or two and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just kind of leads us guys and whew, there's a conversation taking place. We're talking about the Word of God and, and we're glorifying Him in the way we do that. And I believe that's what the Scriptures here are talking about. It's, it's not just coming and hearing the Word once, but it's coming and learning, and then going and talking about it. Because I think the next next part of that kind of tells us what happened. You see, as as they were talking about those things, as they were doing these things together, what does it say? It says, as they would leave and they would go and they would talk about these things, they were finding favor with people outside of the church as well. People were seeing changed lives as a result of what these people were doing as their roots were growing deeper and deeper and deeper, as they were becoming stronger and stronger in their faith, they were reaching out into the community and demonstrating Christianity to a lost and hurting world. And as a result of that, more and more people were coming to know, and it says that God added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. That's this desire for you and I as well today, that as our roots grow deeper and deeper, that we will be an an avenue of the Word of God to reach this world that we live in today. Well, the next step or the next phase is that we are built up, or as we're built up in Him, we are continuing to move forward. We need to move from being newborns to be more and more mature as we're strengthened in our faith in Jesus Christ. I'd like you to turn uh, with me, um, oops, I'm behind on a couple, I'm sorry. I want you to turn with me to a real familiar uh, portion of Scripture uh, that we all look at often, and that's Lamentations <laughs> chapter 3 verses 1 to 24. Lamentations, a book that I know all of you probably go to weekly. It's page 817 if you're looking in your few Bibles there. Lamentations. You see, when we are going through times where our faith is being strengthened as we're having our roots grow deeper and deeper, Satan hates that. And he's going to send against us some opposition to that. It's not going to be a piece of cake always. As I was thinking about this portion of scripture, I was reading it the other day. And uh, I'm going to end at a place where I think it's an encouraging part. So hang with me. Verse 1 of chapter 3 of Lamentations. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me he turns his hand again and again the whole day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away, has broken my bones. He has besieged me and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. Isn't this encouraging? He has walled me about. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy, though I can, though I call and cry for help. He shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways and blocks with blocks of stones. He has made my paths crooked. He is a bear lying in wait for me, a lion in hiding. He turns aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrow. He drove me, I'm sorry, he drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. I have become the laughingstock of all peoples, the object of their taunts all day long. He has filled me with bitterness. He has sated me with wormwood. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction, my wanderings, my, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually, remember, continually remembers it and bows down within me. But this, this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. You see, as you are rooted, as you are growing in your Christian faith, as you are gaining strength and moving forward, the evil one is not going to like that at all. He is going to come along and try to, try, try to blow you away and try to cause you to doubt and to question. But remember, God is an unchanging God. His word stands forever. His way is the way. And we have hope and promise in Him. And we don't have to be fearful. Our faith is strengthened as we hold on to that powerful truth that is only found in His Word. We are strengthened by Him day after day after day, regardless of what else is coming at us, if we just hold on to Him, if we'll just go back to Him, if we'll just be in His Word and prayer and spending time with Him and allowing Him to speak into our hearts. He is faithful. He is never going to leave us or abandon us. He will be there with us forever. Well, as our strength is growing and getting deeper, as we grow in our spiritual lives, there's a natural thing that will come out of that. We're going to be overflowing with thankfulness. As people interact with you, do they see somebody whose faith is so real to them that they're overflowing with thankfulness. When somebody interacts with you, do they they see somebody who, man, no matter what's going on, they say, but praise the Lord, because He is faithful. He has done this for me. Some of you remember Evelyn McKindles, who used to come here to, to Bethel and has since gone to be with the Lord, but Evelyn McKindles, when I think of this portion of Scripture overflowing with thankfulness, Evelyn is a person whose name comes to my mind every time. I can't help but think about thankfulness when I think of Evelyn. Evelyn would come up to me, and on a Sunday morning she would walk into the back, and she'd say, Oh, Pastor Hank, God is so good. And she wasn't just saying something. It was coming out of her heart. She believed it. And she would would come out after a message on a Sunday. Oh, Pastor Hank, thank you for that message. That was so, thank you for the word of God and how that blessed me today. She was sincere about that because that was her whole attitude. You see, as, as her roots got deeper and deeper in the Lord and as she became stronger and stronger in her faith, she recognized what a blessing that relationship with Jesus Christ was and she was overflowing with thankfulness. She couldn't help herself. It just, it just came out of her, wherever you were. And, and many of you know, she, she went through a lot of affliction. She went through a lot of difficult times, a lot of problems. Even in those, we would go and visit her in a hospital. We'd go and visit her in her home, and, and it would be, Oh, Pastor Hank, God, God is so awesome. God is so wonderful. As she's, as she's laying there on oxygen and, 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 and struggling with, with breathing and that sort of thing, Oh, Pastor Hank, like, God is just so faithful. Where is that coming from? That was coming from a heart that was filled with a love of Jesus Christ. And that's being rooted. That's, that's being centered on the Word of God. That's growing in our faith. Is understanding how blessed we are to have a relationship with a God like that who loved us so much that He sent His own Son into, into this world to die on the cross for us. That's love. That's love that's beyond anything that we can imagine. Well, what's the goal of all of this? As, as this is happening, what's, what's the goal? What's, what's, where's this leading us? Well, look at verse 8 of Colossians 2 with me. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. You see, as we're, as we're rooted in Him, as we're growing deeper and deeper in our strength and our belief in Him, as we're becoming more and more like Him, as we're being more and more thankful, flowing out of our hearts, when, when somebody comes along with a new philosophy of ministry, a new... Uh, belief in what the Bible says, you know, thus saith the Lord, you better be able to go back in here and say that is not what the word of God says and challenge them on that. And ladies and gentlemen, in this world today, we have a lot of people who are out there trying to tell us what God's word says and they're telling lies and we have got to be able to stand up against that because it's coming at us from every direction. I see it more and more and more every day. And I'm, I'm actually concerned for our next generations about what is going to happen. Because there are people who are becoming prominent in the spiritual world who have no spiritual depth and who have no spiritual roots. And they are wrong in what they're teaching and preaching and sharing. The world today is full of people who are in pulpits whose faith is an inch deep. Your faith, my faith, is to have deep roots so that people like this, when they come along, cannot cause us to be driven aside away from the truth of God's word. But in order to accomplish that, we have to have our roots deeper and stronger, and healthier. We have to have a strong and healthy, and a vibrant relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. So you see, it starts with Him. Belief in Him. Trusting Him for our salvation, but it ends in Him as well. Because our eternity is built upon a relationship with Him. He is the way and the truth and the life. He is our way to receive eternal life only through him we need to hold on to that be strengthened in that and pursue that would you join me in a word of prayer lord god i thank you for this morning for for this uh, word that you have laid on our hearts today Uh, lord if uh, you would just glorify yourself uh, through all of these things we would just be so so happy Uh, lord we don't want any attention to ourselves we want it all about you Lord, as we grow in our faith, as we grow deeper and deeper in our relationship with you, we want all aspects of our life to be overflowing with thankfulness to you for what you have done, for who you are, and for what promise and hope we have in you. We love you, Lord. Pray that you would help us to live our lives demonstrating that to others. In Jesus' name, amen.